0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. This is episode 14. I am Jalen. And I am Zach. And we're excited to be back with you guys for another week. Dude, it's been um it's been a nice couple of weeks away from home. Dude, I was gone for a week and a half. We were in Pittsburgh, and then we went to Oklahoma um, to Ashley's family's uh, lake house. And it was uh it was a good time. Dude, they did an nice. air show, like uh, you know, like Like yeah, it was like World War Two planes too. They were old style like, and it was sick, bro. Dude, that's sick. Like smoke coming out of it. It was really cool.
1: Oh man, that was was that on the fourth? Like the actual fourth? Yeah, that was on the
0: fourth. And then they did a fireworks show that same night too.
1: Nice, yeah. Emily and I, were still in Seattle right now, and we went to Lake Union, which is this lake, just like right outside of Seattle. Um, we took our paddle boards out, and we were on the paddle boards all day. Like, the next day, I was still feeling like I was on the water a little bit, but um, they had a really cool fire show. Like, probably the first time I've ever seen a fireworks show where I'm like, wow, you know. Sometimes I, like, ever since I was a kid, I just see them, and I'm like, "Yeah," you know. But this one, I was like, these things are kind of flying.
0: Isn't that um, crazy too mm-hmm. the older we've gotten it's been like eh, it's just fireworks like we see them every yeah. year
1: you lo- you lose the wonder you know what i'm saying and it's like no i don't want to lose that i still want right. to be in awe of like whatever it is in the world that's like good you know um but dude seattle's been so busy lately they had the mlb all star game this week and it was like the mlb all star game was just yesterday and then they had the uh home run derby and just like a bunch of festivities going on and so the city was like booming yeah. and uh I was walking yesterday, I went around and flew my drone and uh, I was just like walking around downtown getting a bunch of drone shots and they're so nice, bro, <laughs> but, uh, and next, like I land the drone and I'm like putting it away and this guy comes up to me and we talk for a second and then I start walking, um, like to go back to the light rail, which is like the train that goes all over Seattle and dude, these like planes start to fly above, like, you know, the ones that fly over like games for stadium oh, yeah, stadiums yeah. for games. And they were close and they were so like, you could feel them before you heard them or saw them. Um, and, and like, cause downtown Seattle is like a straight line. Like it's, it's a big city. It's huge, but it's like a straight line. And they flew right over us, over the stadium. And it was so cool. Like we lived in downtown Kansas city. So like we saw, we heard the planes fly above a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. but this one I was like outside and you could feel it. And I was like, what is that?
0: But that it was so cool. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so cool. I think watching that air show made me realize like because some people were like dude you've got to be so crazy to do that and it's like yeah you do but if you think about it it's almost like the same way you go to your job every day it's yeah. like their job every day to like hop in a plane which is crazy to think about but <laughs> yeah it yeah. makes me think like dude i could fly a plane for sure
1: oh yeah yeah i mean ever since i got the drone the drone i've been like wanting to even more and more to the get at least some kind of pilot license and out here in seattle there's people that have seaplanes so like obviously like super rich people uh but they have seaplanes and i'm like dude that would be so cool to like have instead of a boat have a boat that has wings on it that flies <laughs> i'm like that's what i want
0: <laughs> so that's live yeah 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 <laughs> dude uh another thing that's new I was just kind of telling you about it, but I think Ashley and I have found our venue. Uh, We're going into one venue on Monday and then we're going to another one on Thursday. The first one is a, it's like a farm, it's called the farmhouse, but it's not like an actual like- No goats and cattle. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, And then the other one on Thursday is really cool actually. We think the one on Monday is gonna be the one that we really like and we'll probably end up booking, but the one on Thursday is really cool too. Cause it's a full greenhouse. So it's all glass. Oh, and, uh, it's just like one big room and it's all glass. It's really cool, but wow. uh, we'll see what it looks like when we get there.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. Cause do you guys know like kind of what vibe you're going for, for your wedding? Like what theme or anything?
0: No. Well, I think we know the colors. We're just going to do like your typical all black and white wedding. Nice. Um, so like my groomsmen will be wearing black, and then her bridesmaids will be wearing black, and then she's going to be in a white dress. And I'm going to have a white tuxedo. So
1: Nice. Yeah. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Big day. Coming up any day now, bro. It'll fly Can't by. Wait. Can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. So what are we talking about today?
0: So um, what was our last episode? What did, what did we talk about? Um, I think last week we t- actually talked about um,
1: – Oh man, it's been, I hear, let me look. It was, oh, um, why your life matters.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. That and was so we a felt, good one. Yeah. We felt like it was a good opportunity, a good pivoting point for us to talk about, um, what do we do because our life matters? What do we do when our life feels like it's a mess or maybe it feels like it doesn't matter um, mm-hmm. because it is such a mess. And, Just a couple of things that I kind of thought about was, you know, my life and what I think about when my life feels like it's a mess. And I think you have to first realize, like, what does a messy life look like? Mm -hmm. And for me, a messy life looks like when my weaknesses start to creep in. So, for example, if I'm not being consistent in my reading, I'm not Mm -hmm. being consistent in my praying, my anxiety starts to kick in. When those things start to feel like they're creeping into my life, I think that's when I start to feel like my life is becoming messy.
1: Okay. So you're saying stepping away from your disciplines created the mess mm-hmm. and then your life becomes messy. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For sure. But what about, I mean, that's maybe this is a different topic for a different time, but what about when you are doing those things? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, bro, you'll be in the word, you'll be in church, you'll be praising, you'll be praying, you'll be doing everything and things are still falling apart, you know? Um, And obviously we know like a lot of times that can be spiritual warfare where Satan is, he sees something good on the horizon and he's trying to take down goodness at every turn. And so he identifies, okay, Jalen and Ashley are about to get married. Something good is going to come out of that relationship. God says marriage between man and woman is good. I need to start throwing some things at them, you know? So like being wise and prepared to know that those things are coming. Um, because the you know engagement season is always like difficult because you're kind of just like rounding out the base of, you know, your dating life, um, and things in, At least it did for Emily and I, where it's like, you you just know, Satan's trying to right trying to take right. the wind out of your sails. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good point, dude. Because, and I think I think that's something that's hard for me to think about at times because I feel like whenever again whenever I'm not in my word or like not staying disciplined to God, that's when I really feel like something is going on in my life. Because even when I like, when I am doing that, I feel like nothing is ever like quote unquote going wrong. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that I'm like, Oh, everything's perfect. But if something you know, happens, I always feel like, okay, I can lean on God's word or I can lean on my prayer life or I can lean on my worship life because that's what's going to help me get through whatever is happening. Yeah. Um it when you when you were talking about me and Ashley and like our our engaged life and you know the devil like an example I thought of as soon as you said that, you know the devil trying to tempt us is like okay, I'm about to get married and be with the same girl for the rest of my life. What about all the other girls in the world? You know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Oh and yeah. That's a thought as a as a man, for sure. And like, a woman that too. Yeah, yeah, and a woman, yeah. Yeah. And a, when a thought like that happens, that would for sure be a part where it's like, okay, something feels messy right now. Like, what Mm -hmm. is it that I need to do? And I think another thing that I can mention for sure is to have other fellow believers that are going to help you get through that. So like, that was one thing when I was thinking about asking Ashley to marry me, that was one thing you can ask Zach. I talked to him a lot about that. Cause I was like, dude, like I'm staying with the same girl for the rest of my life, like yeah, what it like, one, what does the word say about that? And two, what do my other believers and other followers of Christ have to say about it? And Zach was very, very helpful when it came to like thinking about that. So I think, you know, having other people who can stand firm in your beliefs and stand firm in helping you get through that mess is what's also really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. Uh, the purpose of the church is in a lot of ways to like teach people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and people think of a church as like a building that you go to on Sunday. Well, a church like from the very beginning of the church and acts coming to life was like an everyday thing. It was your expression of your faith um, among a community of believers and Jesus says, or not sorry. Uh, but the Bible talks about where two or more are gathered there. He will be. Um, And so it's so important to be in a community, because if you don't have that education coming into you, um, and that education is not going to save you and get you into heaven, but it's going to save you from the traps of the world, traps of Satan, you know what I'm saying? Um, So once you have that education from a body of believers and people taught me things, and then I have the opportunity to tell other people and, you know, our root comes from the word. So it's like not my words or the words that you, you know, when you give that same exact example to somebody else it's not our words it's like from christ you know Mm -hmm. um and his word is perfect impenetrable um so yeah being in a body of people man dude without i couldn't even imagine where i would be if i didn't have you know a handful of people and we talk about them every single week but um yeah it's it's so important because like your life gets messy, you turn inward, you know. If you become somebody who is going through a dark time, I've been there before, and you lock the door, close or you close your door in your room, lock it, keep everybody out. Man, that's like the fast track to just like falling into isolation and not the good kind of isolation where, where you're with God, but the kind of isolation where you get in your own head and things just start to to crumble underneath you, you know. Um, and like you talked about uh kind of the result of you know, the mess. But I was also thinking about how do you identify a mess or like when a mess is coming? Because sometimes we wait until it's messy and we're like, damn, like now I got to clean this up instead of being more proactive. Um, So one thing that I was thinking about as I was like reading and meditating on this over the week was listing out the areas of our life where we're prideful. You know what I'm saying? Where you think you got it. You're like, well, um. That's why I asked the question earlier. My life is a mess and it doesn't make sense because I go to church, because I tithe, because I serve, because I read my Bible, because I pray, because I do all these things. And it's like, yeah, those things aren't going to save you from the mess, but it's the Holy Spirit, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the self-control, all the stuff that saves us from those times where our life is becoming a mess and we don't make it worse make a worse mess out of it because Satan's going to throw things at us. But what do we do with those pitches? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um,
0: that's so good, dude. I had a, uh, I was doing some research. I found a quote that I really, really like, because yeah. the Bible teaches that people don't need to try to be perfect. They need to be forgiven. God's mm-hmm. God's quote unquote heroes know that their destiny is not dependent on their faithfulness in doing the best they can, but on God's faithfulness to keep his promises. Everyone Mm -hmm. can put faith in that fact.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like the faith that comes from Christ, knowing that he died Mm -hmm. so that we could live is everything. You know what I mean? Um, Because when we think about it, like I'm kind of going off on a little side note here, but like when you recognize those sins that are in your face. I just listened to a sermon this week about this. So it's kind of fresh in my head. But when you recognize those sins that are clearly sins, like you're like, okay, I know why my life is a mess. I killed somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I cheated on my wife. I know why my life is a mess. Well, what about the small steps that got you there? Like Samson took those small steps um, and found himself tied up. You know what I'm saying? So the sermon I listened to or Emily and I listened to was like, you know, the world says that it's okay to, lie on your taxes. And then what else are you going to lie on? The mm-hmm. world says it's okay to watch five seconds of people having sex and get on a movie. But if it's longer than a minute, now you're watching porn. So mm-hmm. like the world says this and that, but our standards are different. Our standards are now when that comes on or when that temptation comes in, we got to nah, cut it off at the head. Mm-hmm. Like now that's not okay. Because, you know, uh, I'm going to sound like a super nerd here, but like compound interest is this thing where, You know you put a little bit of money into the stock market or into whatever and it just slowly grows over time you know you put a hundred dollars in today contribute 100 dollars a week after 30 years you have millions of dollars whatever it is i don't know but it's the same with sin it's the same with negative things you take one small step you watch that clip of porn you take that uh drink whatever the case may be and now you're going down a path that does not glorify god you know Um, so what we do matters a lot Um, and all that to say is like, when you're doing things that, like, when you identify my life as a mess, you have to go back to the root and figure out like what happened. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's on ourselves. We got to own up to that, you know?
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, I like that you mentioned pride too. Um, a point that I had was one way you can tell if your life is messy is by your fruit. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly finding yourself in positions that allow you to make decisions without the discernment or discipline from God or God's word, more than likely your life's probably a mess or it's going to be messy because you're constantly making decisions that are based on what you feel is right mm-hmm. without hearing from God's word or reading God's word and knowing what God has told you to do in certain situations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it feels uneasy too. It feels like the ground is shaking from underneath you. You know, um, It feels like you're always running from one thing to the next. Like You're always looking for that next high. You're always chasing something to get you past this moment and then the next thing you know you've created a giant mess of your life
0: and um and the holy spirit too is is powerful um i feel like there's another part of a messy life where before you make a decision or before something happens sometimes you might ask yourself a question like why do i feel like this is wrong or (laughs) you feel like god may be questioning your decision making in that time If you feel that that is an instant sign that you need to take a step back and let God speak to you before you make a decision, because there's no reason where there's no reason why in any situation ever or any scenario ever, any part of your life where you're going to make a decision, say something, do something, whatever it may be. And if you have to question yourself or question, you know, what you're going to do or say, Mm -hmm. you're probably in the wrong.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And like, even with even with the good things, like even with the things that you think you know, for sure are good, mm-hmm. you should still slow down. Like, what are we in a rush for? I see right. people fly by me when we drive. They fly by because uh, sometimes I drive super slow just <laughs> to be that guy. But they fly by and then meet him at the stoplight. And it's like, what's up?
0: <laughs> you Dude, know, I feel like I, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like flying by me. and I'm like, I pull up next to him at a stoplight, and I'm like, dang, hey, you did all that for what? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I get it. Sometimes, like, we're in a rush or whatever. But mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so, like, what are we in a rush for? Um, just slow down. And even if you think it's good, marriage is good, definitely. Slow down. Take some time. Pray on it. Read the word. Meditate on it. What the word says. Consult people. Same exact approach when your life feels like it's a mess or it's becoming a mess. You can feel it creeping in and you're like, you know, I started uh, doing whatever on a very small scale. I started smoking weed on a very small scale. And now I feel like I'm smoking every single day. Okay, so this thing is growing and it's getting worse. How about we slow down? You know, you're you're trying to numb something. You're trying to feel the feeling of God. Just go feel God, man. Like Mm. just slow down and give him a chance. Give him that bat and see what he does, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like another part of our lives too, <clears> that can feel messy is our careers. <clears throat> um, a point that I kind of had was, are you trusting God with every part of your life? Yeah. Um, cause if you're not trusting God with one part of your life, you're going to feel like that part of your life is pretty messy. So for example, I haven't had a job in over a year and a half, like an actual structural job in over a yeah. year and a half. Last year, living in Miami, it was completely different. You know, I had constant jobs to be doing, going to events, going to concerts, going to festivals, all sorts of different stuff. Such a hard job. job. Yeah, that was work for me. (laughs) That was work for me. But since I moved back to Kansas City, um, social media has been very, very slow. I haven't had, you know, any jobs, nothing really to do. Mm -hmm. And this whole time, I would say the first month or two, I was really struggling in like trying to figure out, you know, okay, what am I going to do? Social media is not going to work out. What do I do? I felt like I wasn't necessarily trusting that God had something planned for me. And my life felt like a mess because Mm -hmm. I didn't have an income. I was, you know, I had an apartment, I have an apartment, I got to pay bills, all sorts of stuff. My life feels like, quote unquote, a mess. Well, the more I started to read the word, the more I started to spend time in prayer with God, the more I started to realize that One, God's will is going to be done no matter what, as long as I allow it to. Two, Mm -hmm. I can't force anything that God doesn't want to happen. Mm -hmm. And the more I start to let doubt and fear and anxiety creep into my life, the more messy my life starts to feel. And so that's why earlier when I said those things of staying disciplined to worship, prayer, reading your word, that's why I feel like those are so important to me because the moment that I stop to – The moment that I stop thinking that God doesn't have a plan for me or that his will isn't going to be done, that's when my life starts to feel really, really messy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And we can do a lot by our own human will. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Even Israel, they asked for a king. They asked for a king like all the other nations had a king, and they got Saul. Um, And it's kind of scary to think about how God will give you what he knows is not good. Like he straight up gave them Saul and was like, You wanted it, here you go, you know. Um, and he was there for 40 years or however long. Um, so yeah, the same with us is like, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, being in the word and prayer and doing all those things is so huge. And one thing I would add is like being real with God because He already knows what's in your heart, He already knows how you talk, He already knows your language, your communication set, all that stuff, you know. And I used to feel like you know, man, my life is a mess. I need to come to God and put on my suit and tie and go into a room and sit on my knees and be like, oh, heavenly father, you know, talking a certain way. And he's like, looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, this is not, this is not who you are. Um, Now we of course approach God with respect and, and with uh, uh, dignity and stuff like that. But uh, have like a real conversation with God and be like, man, what is going on? Be like, this is not okay. This, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand but I put my faith in you. Just like David, you know, I think I was just reading Psalms this morning, um, Psalm 13. And David is just talking about like, how things are going bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, things are bad. And he's complaining to God, he's lamenting. That's totally normal, man. And then at the end, he's like, but God, I put my trust in my faith in you. Mm-hmm. You'll find that all through the book of Psalms. There's a whole book on lamentations, And those are just like people, you know, crying out to God, why? Like what's happening? Or even Job, you know what I'm saying? Classic one everyone always talks about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would just add on there like, be real and be like, God, what's happening? Search me. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life because He will. You know, you ask and Jesus talks about it. If, you know, fathers, we've said it before. If your kid asks you for this thing, would you give him a bad thing? No, you're going to give him the good thing. Um, He also says, Seek and you will find. Pray and your answers will be, and your prayers will be answered. So, ask God, what is going on?
0: Like,
1: I need help, you know, but I put my faith in you,
0: you know? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's crazy that you said that too, you know, like literally pour your heart out, pour your heart out to God and like have like a real conversation with him. Mm -hmm. Cause I literally had in my notes, like something that helps me, you know, when I feel like I'm out of whack or like, you know, my life's a mess is to literally, I literally have it right here. It says "Have it heart to heart with God. Like, yeah it's it's different when you're just like you know okay god like yeah i trust you but like no sit down for like an hour in god's presence and be like hey this is what's going on even though i know you already know but like this is how i feel and i know you know how i feel but yeah and just pour your heart out you know what i mean like really it'd be like if you were sitting there with your fiance or your wife and you were like babe listen this is how i feel it's Mm -hmm. the same thing but you're speaking to the creator of the universe. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy <laughs> from the beginning,
1: the yeah. one, and you know what he does? Ooh, that's deep. Um, God is the one that brings order to chaos. Mm-hmm. You got chaos in your life. God's the one that brings order to that. Um, definitely steal on a page from Tim Mackey here, but, uh, I'm taking a Bible project class about heaven and earth and it's really good. And he's talking about Genesis one, you know, the earth is formless and void and he creates the land and the skies. Um, he brings light to the darkness. He uh, creates spaces for these things to live and then creates the things that will live. And then he actually like physically creates them. Um, But anyway, all that to say is like the world was chaotic and God brought order to the chaos. Israel, chaos, you know, the time of judges, chaos brought order. Um, Jesus, chaotic, brought order. Um, And then you look in the book of Revelation and it's like, when it's all said and done, God's going to make all things new, not all new things. He's going to make all things new. Um, and so you can have faith and trust that God is going to make whatever situation that you're going through, that's evil and dark. Um, he's going to turn it for good. You know, you just have to trust in his timing. And, you know, again, from Genesis one, the third word is beginning. So in the beginning, I don't know the ancient Hebrew word for off the top of my head, but it just means that, uh, the beginning time, the start time, or the choice time. So like at just the right moment, God created the uh, heaven and the earth, which is the land and the skies. So from the beginning, God knew uh, this is the right time to do this. So with you in your life, whatever you're going through, just know God knows at just the right time, you're going to bring goodness to that thing. Um, um, and a lot of beauty comes out of those dark days. Sorry, oh, what yeah. are
0: you going to say? No, 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 no. Well, I was going to give credit to... A, you, and B, Tim Mackey. Okay, one. Zach mentions Tim Mackey a lot <laughs> and I'm, I'm here, I'm here to testify for him. I, so I use what's called the Bible Project on YouTube. You guys should use it if you have any questions about, you know, what the Bible is saying, or um, if you've never read the Bible, it's really, really good for guiding you through the Bible. You mm-hmm. know, it simplifies stuff. Um, just so you can, you can, you know, kind of get through it. But if you're looking to really understand the Bible more and like understand what God's trying to tell you, Tim Mackey, dude, I wasn't, I, it's not that I wasn't buying in, but I was more like, okay, dude, I like, I've got to, I've got to like really yeah. sit down and listen to this so I can understand. I listened to <laughs> one of the podcasts from my strange Bible and dude. I tell you what, I was blown away. Like, yeah. It was, uh, I can't remember the episode.
1: Was it the science versus faith one?
0: Yes, the science and faith one. Mm-hmm. And something about that topic always intrigues me. But anyway, mm-hmm. he was talking about how, um, imagine if you were to say, well, at first he said, we acknowledge the fact that the Bible is an ancient writing it's an Mm. old writing okay (laughs) if that's the case we cannot take the bible for how we read stuff today and so what he talks about is how the hebrew writing of this like this bible okay the old testament yeah old testament cannot be interpreted how we interpret stuff today and it was so amazing it blew my mind because if i was to sit here and say i'm trying to think of a movie quote oh uh, let's say Step Brothers. Everyone's seen Step Brothers, right? If I yeah. said, if I said, did you touch my drum set? Now, if yeah. I went over to Africa, say I went to Sudan, somewhere other than the U.S., and I went over there and I said that, they would look at me like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Today, but yes, but if I said that here in the U.S. to somebody my age and whatnot, mm-hmm. they would be like, "Oh, that's hilarious," and laugh. But like I go say that somewhere else, and they would be so confused. It's so crazy. Like I'm just—I went on on a tangent right there. But no, Zach is so right, bro. Like, please (laughs) go listen to Tim Mackey. This dude is (laughs) so knowledgeable. I was like, my my mind was literally blown. I was like, dude, I've been reading the Bible the wrong, the Old Testament the wrong way the whole time. I'm trying to interpret it with how I read words and um, interpret things today. When I know this Bible is hundreds of thousands of years old. I can't read it. Like it was created yesterday. Oh yeah.
1: And it's like an iceberg, you know, I know we've used the example before, but you know, that's an iceberg, but you don't realize how deep that iceberg is. Um, and that's one thing that really, um, inspired us to want to start this podcast. was to like explore the iceberg with everybody on like things that we go through in our life, you know? Um, and yeah, if you get a chance, go listen to one of his sermons, Tim Mackey. Um, highly respected, you know. Uh he's worked with a lot of other theologians and and deep thinkers. Um, but something about the way he teaches really speaks to a lot of us because he can bring it down to a level that a lot of us understand. Like he speaks in our terms, but then teaches as he speaks. He doesn't just like, you know, give you a high five and be like, Good job, keep going, you know. He'll make you feel like, oh man, I've been I've been off, you know. And uh yeah, the, they have like the videos, the short videos which are like, um you know a quick overview on first samuel which is great and then they've got blogs um, blog articles are super helpful um, they've got podcasts which are great um, and then the classes are like super deep i think we've got it on our um, link tree it's like useful resources or things that we use um, we've got all the links on there so go check them out give them 10 minutes and i promise you might we might lose some listeners and that's okay but he's he's really good um but yeah and so like you know when you say what if my life feels like a mess what can you do mm-hmm. um repent you know mm. um and i don't want to quick pivot this will hopefully smooth out as I as we go on but like repentance oftentimes we think of as i'm just gonna stop sinning now i'm gonna good stop luck. doing this yeah good, good luck. luck with what are you gonna do with that extra time now yeah. you know what i'm saying Um, and when you start to identify the deeper sin, some of the things that, you know, aren't murder or uh, premarital sex or whatever the case may be, the levels, the stealing and all that stuff. But some of the things that the world says are okay, but God is like, "Mm, not exactly. Um, then that repentance is like even more difficult because you're like, man, I I need to change course a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not by doing, and it's not, you're not doing these things so that you can, you know, get any kind of reward other than the inheritance that comes from heaven, which I think is a pretty big one. Um. Because we know it can't save you but we are working towards the inheritance in in heaven you know that's a bold statement but just like open your bible go see it's right there you know um but anyway all that to say is like when we start to repent we can't just stop sinning. we have to turn to something else so we turn into god's glory so like the whole reason why i'm saying this is because what we consume and who we surround ourselves with becomes who we are whether you want to believe it or not i know we've said it before but like the media that you consume you might listen to a podcast about true crime awesome that's great have fun with that but when your life and your mind start thinking a certain way and you start to live in fear because of all these things that could happen how about you turn that thing off and you go listen to to mackie and mm-hmm. let him breathe some hope and some knowledge into your life um, and provide goodness for your life um another situation is like the music you listen to i'm a rap purist i love og rap and i still do and i'm it's something that i like convicts me you know um and the world will say that it's okay. But Jesus is like, are you sure? Listening to 21 Savage and Biggie Smalls is the best use of your time, the best use of what comes into you, you know? And I'm like, no, but I'm at the gym and I don't listen to it. I'm working anymore. Um, So like that slight improvement, but it's because those things become who you are and that's what you spit back out into the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, um, or I guess for you, Jen, I want to ask the question of like, can you think of a time in your life where you, Stop sinning versus a time in your life where you not only stop sinning but you t- turn to God and kind of how those situations panned out.
0: That's a good question. Um,
1: not to put you on the spot.
0: <clears throat> no, that's a, that's actually <laughs> a really good question. uh yeah. Let me think here. I think, uh, and this is actually one that I'm going to be vulnerable vulnerable about. Uh, but that's important. It's important to do. Be vulnerable about the things that happen in your life, especially yeah. the sins that you struggle with. Uh, I would say pornography, dude. So even it it had gone on, I mean, for a long time. There was times where it was good. I wouldn't, you know, watch pornography for months and I was doing great. But I have recently... Uh, so from last year, I think it was August of last year is when I was like, all right, I'm putting a nail in the coffin, dude, I'm done. Like, yeah, it, I can't keep doing this. And so it's almost been a whole year now. And dude, it's, I've completely changed my thought process of like, okay, I have to stop doing this because I need to stop sending and mm-hmm. rather it's okay. I need to fill that time where I would feel that urge to do something about it and fill it with time with God. And so mm-hmm. another way that I think about this too, um, especially pornography is as soon as I see something where it's like, okay, I probably shouldn't be watching that. I instantly think that the devil is like clapping and cheering.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And
0: so as soon as I see that, my, as soon as I see, see that in my mind, like the devil's like, yes, I got him. I'm like, mm-hmm. hell no, bro. I'm good. You, yeah. You keep that. And I'm gonna yeah. go right, right back to God. And I feel like that's a good thought process for me because, um, not that it's always like a Mm. God versus the devil type of thing, but it's like a, nah, I'm not letting him get me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And I think that's been a, that was a time where I was like, okay, this is, you know, something's got to change and I've got to fill this time and fill that void with something else.
1: Oh yeah. And it's because it's, it's, it's deeper than just yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because. That can affect your relationship. That can affect your kids, the world they grow up in, the things that you allow them to watch later down the line, what yeah. kind of people you put back into this world when you leave. You know, there's one of us, two of us, when we get married, we might leave two, three, four, five kids back. I don't think we're going to have that many. We'll probably have like one or two, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you, what does Galatians 6 7 say? Um, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant, mm-hmm. always. Um, so the seeds that you plant today is the harvest that you're going to live in tomorrow. And then it goes on to talk about, so don't get tired of doing what is good at just the right time, just like in Genesis at just the right time, you'll reap a harvest a blessing. If you don't give up, um, and anyway, that's like what you do today contributes to what you live in tomorrow. So maybe you need to investigate what you did yesterday to see what, what got you here,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and thanks. I, sorry. I'm going to make no, another no. point too. Sorry. Um, <laughs> And that's not to say too that i haven't been perfect because that's not the case i'm Mm -hmm. so from august of last year i was i'll say i haven't acted on Mm -hmm. pornography you guys know what i mean yeah and when i say that that doesn't mean that i'm not scrolling through instagram and something comes up and i'm like oh what's that you know what i mean like i'm not perfect but it's a diff there's a difference between seeing that and be like okay i've got to stop looking at that and put my attention towards god and not acting upon it like there's a huge difference in that and I feel like that's something that one I'm proud of without boasting because Mm -hmm. all the glory goes to God and giving me the strength and the ability to turn away from that stuff right Um, and it's it's just been it's been awesome to see that when I can actually put my attention on God and turn away from the things that he doesn't need me to see or want me to see or want me to act on um, just the blessings that can come from it
1: oh yeah Yeah. And it's beautiful too, because like we are here to usher heaven into earth, to bring heaven into earth Mm -hmm. and doing certain things is not contributing. Like Jesus says, that's what life is, is bringing heaven to earth. That's how you feel alive. Do the things that I did. You want to feel alive, do the things that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and he wasn't out there on Pornhub. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, and every guy, ever. If you say you weren't there, cool. You know, yeah. you're better than us, whatever. Yeah. Um. But maybe you're somebody who is addicted to um, what are the intoxication? I don't forget the terminology for it, but like you smoke, you drink, you do whatever, just to mm-hmm. feel a different type of way, feel relief, Depresence. you know, depressions. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And we're not talking about like medication. We're talking about like, yeah, yeah. you know, like chasing after a high, you know, um, because like I had a period of my life where I just like went out to the bars and drank a bunch and, you know, did the things that everybody was doing. And I didn't think it was bad. I even coped with it by, um, I was like, okay, I'll go to the bar, but I won't ever talk to girls. I won't, you know, hit on women. I won't try to bring them home. None of that. And if I feel the urge, then I'll just like sit there and read my devotionals or even write a little something. Um, and it's kind of cool because like, sometimes I go back and I look at the things that I wrote. and I'm like, huh, this is pretty good actually, considering I was sitting at a bar, you know? Um, but as time goes on, your standards raise because you're like, okay, you jump to one level to the next and you're like, okay, I'm growing. I see God growing me. Um, so what's next for me? What's even better than that thing. Then you start to put the drink down entirely. And then you start to do things you never thought you would have, you never, you never would have imagined. You know, I used to go out and drink, um, read my Bible when I wanted to. And now, like not to sound like that guy, but I would seriously prefer staying home or being in a, like with my people, um, just hanging out, studying the Bible or just literally playing Monopoly deal. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. just like hanging out, um, over all that stuff. And it's not because I got, i got burned out on it and it's not fun anymore. It's because it's like, no, that is so far down the line of things that bring me joy and make me feel alive that I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse because we all have our struggles, but like everyone's, You know, everyone's trap is different, but you just have to identify and recognize that it is in fact a trap that Satan's trying to like pull you away from living life to the fullest, you know, Um, and never forget how far God has already brought you. We mm -hmm. we talk about that all the time, but like your life is a mess. Think about another time where your life was a mess, maybe a smaller mess, maybe a bigger mess, whatever the case may be. Remember, God brought you through that thing. So just like hold tight, hold firm and watch what he'll do this time. But what are you going to say?
0: Well, I was going to say, too, and you mentioned how, you know, we're not saying we're perfect and we're not trying to talk down on anyone. And that's 100 percent true. You know what I mean? Everybody goes through a certain, you know, part of their life. And Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, you were in the bar having drinks and then you were like, okay, I need to, you know, check out my devotionals or even write some stuff down. Mm -hmm. That's part of like your growing process. So no matter where you are right now, you know, what if your growing process is okay? for every week I'm going to go from 10 drinks to nine to eight to seven for 10 weeks until you get to one drink and then you get down to zero you know and Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do do it you know what I mean like every it's a growing process and that's why we sit here and we say you know we're not perfect we've all been through um some type of some part of or some type of growing process and it's been a part of the journey it's been a part of God's will in our life to grow out of that. Like Zach said, like he used to be in the bar and have drinks and you know have a good time. And now he's to the point where he's like, bro, I don't even I want to play Monopoly. Like, (laughs) yeah. You can get there. Yeah, you can get there. But you're gonna find more joy in again, you're gonna find joy, not happiness. You're gonna find more joy in doing Mm -hmm. the things that allow you to be in God's presence more than um being in the world's presence. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: messy, too. The world is messy. Mm -hmm. Messy. Like, bro. uh, So (laughs) many. Like, I can think of so many scenarios. So many scenarios where you may not think it's a mess. The situation you're in is a mess. But trust me, it is. Like, for example, you going out on the weekends. And it's kind of how we talked about earlier. um, How it's just like it's a a trickle-down effect. So as soon as something happens, expect more consequences to come from your sins. For example, say I go out to the bar. Okay. Okay. Not a big deal. I'm out here chilling. I ain't even drank yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just in here. All right. Well, now I had a drink. Okay. Got it. Well, now I've had multiple drinks and now I'm tipsy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm tipsy, I'm going to look around this bar for somebody that looks kind of cute. Okay. So now I'm lusting after a woman. First I'm I'm drunk. Now I'm lusting after a woman. Now I go up to the girl and I say, Hey, you want to come home with me? All right. Now I'm having you know, I'm having sex before I'm married. Mm-hmm. Okay, now guess what? Now I got it pregnant. Okay, now, okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. oh it's, yeah, the world is a messy place. And when you don't realize the mess that you're putting yourself in, it's just going to turn out worse and worse and worse every single time. That's why those growing pains that you need are great. But get yourself out of the consequences of the messiness before it turns into something way worse than it could have ever been in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that was really good. Cause you, you know, we say we try to br- we're, we're here to bring heaven into earth, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you do those little things, man, you're ushering hell into earth. So when your life is a hell, when your life is a mess, mm. man. And, and that's not to say that Jesus won't come and clean that mess up. He does and he will. But how about we just like avoid the, like, it's not that we're trying to like pray Jesus away or make it to where we don't need him, but we're just trying to partner with him instead of mm-hmm. like, going against what he, what he his plan for the world is. Um, and we know all of us fall short, but why not try to bring heaven into earth? Why not try to bring goodness? I don't understand, you know? Um, and, and I get it. Sometimes you feel like the mess that I'm in isn't by my own doing that happens. Some of us are born into families where it's like, I can't escape this. Like, this is my family. This is, this is my situation, you know? Um, so what do I do to sit in a situation where I, have just become a victim. You know, I think that those are smaller situations, like smaller samples, but it happens. So, and I think it's worth addressing and same thing. Like, let's look at the situation as a whole, find where the chaos is and bring order to that chaos as best you can, using the word, using the discernment from the Holy spirit, using, um, um, God's people, uh, because, you know, if Jesus is going to come and make all things new, he's going to make all things into what he wants them to be like, why don't we just get started working with him on that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and go slow. Don't feel like you need to, you know, start changing your Instagram bio to Jesus follower and all this other kind of stuff. That's great. Really. Um, but just like go slow and pray and meditate on it and see like, what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and my intentions Though they may be in line with what I think God's will is, is that because I've imported my assumptions of what God's will is in? Or have I slowed down and gone through the word and been like, nah, what I thought was the word belief is not the word belief. What I thought was faith was is not faith. You know, that's a dead faith of what I thought was faith. Right. Um prayer, what I thought was prayer, mm. these words today, man, they will mess you up, but they will put you on the right path and you'll be like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But but then you you notice you learn more things, man, and it's like this is what he's talking about. It's not that confusing
0: sense, bro. It Mm -hmm. makes everything makes so much more sense.
1: Yeah. So much more sense. Cause now you, you can put words to what Jesus is saying and, and like what he's saying, it's like, you're listening to him. Um, and it's funny because like what you mentioned earlier from Tim, he had this one clip one time where like he played a clip of somebody singing or, uh, praying the Lord's prayer, but in Aramaic, which is likely the, the, uh, um, language that Jesus spoke in and it was like, whoa, this even sounds scary because it's not my language. It's like, and then it kind of makes you realize like, oh, Christianity is not like an American thing. It's a worldly thing. Um, So again, like you said, you go to Sudan right now and you use those examples or you use the stepbrothers quote, people aren't going to understand what you say. Now, not only are you going to a different part of the world, you're stepping into a new language, a new time period, a whole different context. So what can we do? The Bible is a collection of words. So, what do the words mean? You know, mm-hmm. don't impose your will. Don't don't assume that you know what the word is saying. Emily and I do this thing every once in a while where we read together, and as she's reading, I'll read from a different um, translation, and I'm like, "Well, these are way different, and they're different English translations." Imagine different languages, mm-hmm. different time periods, all the stuff. So, That's so maybe good, your life man. is a mess because you've been reading the Bible, but you've been reading it the wrong way.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Uh, the other example from that uh, podcast, Tim Mackey's The Science of Faith one, you mentioned it like two times already in this podcast in the beginning. No, he's literally saying at the right time. And yeah. He was talking about that <laughs> in that podcast. And I was like, dude, just from the first line of the Bible.
1: <laughs> no, we already got it wrong. Like, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Uh, and then he, would, he, I thought it was really cool. He gave a bunch of like book. Uh, or not a bunch, but two books that are really really good to read. Um, yeah. It, the books are literally titled, I can't remember, but they're literally titled something like we've been reading the bible wrong this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, dude, you made another good point too though. I'll, okay, what well, what were you about to say?
1: Well, I was I, I was just going to say real quick like we uh look up to these people because they're very knowledgeable. Tim Keller is another really great one. uh That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Tim Keller, yeah. Um uh dietrich bonhoeffer like a lot of these different people right charles burgeon that's great um it took them a lifetime to like tim Mackey has you know been doing this for 40 plus years uh but he's carrying the baton and passing knowledge that he knows off onto other people and a lot of people our pastors are the ones with the right intentions at least are doing that every sunday um teachers of the word are uh so let's join in on that take what they've learned and go further so that the next generation doesn't have to Hurt and suffer the things that we have, but what were you gonna yeah. say?
0: No, that's a good point. Um so you were talking about Christians and how Christianity. Howie, bro <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's tweaking. Over he's over there tweaking. Yeah. Wait, hold Dina's, on. You wanna say hi, Howie? is actually laying down.
1: Let me see if I can get him in the camera so the world can see my puppy.
0: Hey Howie. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing to hey, me? Hey, what's this? What's this? Say hi, Howie. Yeah, Howie. he's tripping <laughs> You can He's see like the from, fear in his face. His eyes are like this. It's
1: like what is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dude. go, Baba.
0: Oh. Okay, so you mentioned how uh Christianity, it's not a it's not like a North American I I know a lot of people are say they they say it's a westernized, you know, mm-hmm. religion and blah blah blah. Dude.
1: The one that the, we have. Yeah,
0: yeah. But look at the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And the church in Antioch, bro, it's literally the first time where we realize that it's a multi-ethnic church like Paul and um, who was it? Paul and Barnabas. Yes. Paul and Barnabas yeah. are going around to all these different people of all sorts of different ethnicities, spreading the word of God saying, this is the way this is the truth. And this is the life. Yeah. Yeah and i think this is another good example too i had this for um this episode of having a messy life bro please read acts and look at paul's life this dude was thrown into prison multiple times for spreading the word of god and if you just go through luke and acts and you hear what luke is trying to say through his um through his books it's basically how God's kingdom came on earth as in heaven through Jesus and his spirit and his church. And it's just a beautiful book. And I think Paul's story is amazing to see how you can turn something messy into something that God has called you into. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's spot on. And, um, the Bible is full uh, before we started, I was trying to think of like, people in the Bible whose life was a mess and then, you know, God came and they they turned to God, which was repenting, um, and they turned to God and, you know, the mess was cleaned up and God used them for great things. And I was like, dude, all over the place. I was like, I don't even know where to go. I thought about uh, Peter, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's like... (laughs) talking crazy. And Jesus is like, Peter, in three days, you're going to deny me. <laughs> like, you're going like you don't even know me. Um, and then later on, Jesus redeems that. Like, that is a mess. You rede- you you denied the son of God. Like, and you were with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, in physical. Um, but how do we know that wouldn't have been us? You know, mm. bulls are flying. Things are getting messy. Life's getting sticky. Like, where am I going to turn to, you know? Um, and Peter turned back to Jesus and he preached beautiful sermons. He, um, discipled many people you know he was he was a hero in the faith and uh you know you were just talking about um uh, the apostle paul and same exact thing dude's life was a mess he was like killing christians before he was terrible he's the worst (laughs) um messy situation wrote to damascus he gets convicted by god or by jesus um and jesus is like giving him instructions and he's like nah this is this is him i'm gonna trust this guy he follows him and his life turned out for the best. He got rich and famous and everything was great. That's not the story,
0: No, <laughs> you know, not at so
1: all. so I, I think it is great when we like go to church and we are in a body of believers and they encourage us, um, I think it's beautiful. It's a good thing. There's a place for that. There's a time and a place for everything, but also we have to recognize that following Jesus is not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a prosperity thing. It's not like what the world is gonna say is goodness. Our inheritance comes in heaven, not here. Mm-hmm. You know what i'm saying um so we're not up here preaching any kind of prosperity that's not what this is about this is about and it's not coping this is just us saying hey you know when we work with jesus when he comes back then goodness is going to reign. um while we're here why not bring heaven to earth you know um and it can be so easily misconstrued that if i just start to do these things like my life is not going to be a mess anymore satan is going to come after you paul came after satan you know what I'm saying. So prepare yourself, sharpen your sword, and be ready, so that that joy from the Holy Spirit permeates through you. And it doesn't not matter what happens, right. even death right. doesn't matter. You know, death from the closest person I know doesn't matter. You're not going to take Jesus from me. You're not going to take my joy. Hmm. You know, uh,
0: I think <laughs> something. I think like this is something that is just really, really. Um, it kind of summarizes you know, the whole thing that we've been talking about and it's his grace is perfected through human weakness. Like Mm -hmm. simple as that. And the reason, the reason it's that way is so the glory goes to God. It doesn't go to what I can accomplish here on this earth. Yeah. We're weak as humans. Like are we literally are not capable of like, we are not worthy of serving God like Mm -hmm. point blank period. But because of his grace, it's through our, failures it's through our messy life that he uses us mm-hmm. because if we had if we were perfect if we could repent and turn away from sin and never sin again one he wouldn't have sent jesus yeah and two we would get the glory but that's not who god is god mm-hmm. uses our weaknesses and our failures to use us as people to bring the promised land to earth yeah yeah
1: and and how can he get the glory if we don't say where it came from? Mm-hmm. If we accept it, oh, you know, I bet if we s- sat down with Tim Mackey and was like, hey man, thank you so much for teaching. Like you really helped me grow. Da da da. And we just talked about him and gave him praise. I I'm pretty 100%. confident. Yeah, he would tell you more about Jesus and why he does what he does the way that he does it. You know, um, and you know we talk about him a lot just because he's solid. But um, I I think that a lot of people are that way. Um, and I hope that you know, you as a listener and even Jalen and I would be that have that same posture of when we do something good, we make sure that the glory goes to God. So if our life is a mess, we feel like we're stuck in the shadows, give glory to God so that people see and they're like, even right now, even when your wife just cheated on you, even when you're facing um, death from a disease, even when, you know, you just got laid off, even when you just got a raise, like you're still giving glory to God on the mountains and tops and, and on the valleys, you're giving glory to God. Like, I got to know about this Jesus because there's something different about him, you know? Um, because that's kind of like, you know, how it all got started for me. Those people I tell you guys all about, um, Steve and cat they, you know, went through good days and bad days, highs and lows. And every time they gave glory to God and it just stuck out to me. And I'm like, that's what I want. I want that joy. I want that peace. I want that, you know, like reliance on God, reliance on something that's never going to go away. Um, And so, yeah, like, we always say, don't forget how far God's brought you and tell people. Tell somebody about the mess that he cleaned up. Tell somebody about the doctors he brought you from. And kind of like the last thing that I wanted to say was um, Matthew 5, 13 through 16 talks about salt and light. Um, and I just said that we are called to be the light of the world. Um, sometimes lights go out and that's okay, but we got to turn the light on for the sake of the world. Um, if we are to bring heaven to earth, then it's super important that we get or that we let our light shine. Don't let some situation take your joy or your peace or your love from God or your love for others. Um, let the spirit guide you in trying in these trying times. Let your light shine for the world to see so that when people ask you what happened, tell them what the Lord has done. You That's know, good. Yeah. Um, share the gospel, man. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Um, sometimes we don't get to see what comes out of those situations. You might share the gospel with a stranger. Never see what happens to them. till you get to heaven or until heaven comes here and you're like, Dude, yeah, I met yeah, yeah, you yeah. before, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, that's good, dude. And that, again, I want to go back to the fact that happiness is based on circumstances and your joy is based on the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because mm-hmm. even though I, like you said, may have, you know, terminally, terminally ill cancer or I just got in a car wreck or, you know, I'm breathing. Yeah. God gave me breath. As long as mm-hmm. that's happening, I'm blessed. And my joy comes from the fact that I am alive, I'm breathing, and I get to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, yeah.
0: and No then, matter how messy your life gets. No matter how messy your life gets.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and Paul talks about in Colossians, um, live wise among those who are not believers and make the most out of every opportunity. We have opportunities every day. To share the gospel in our work, bring heaven to earth, in our social media, bring heaven to earth, in our families and our friends and our circles, bring heaven to earth. You know, um, bring order to chaos. And we didn't even talk about what if someone now that I love's life is a mess. So we'll get on that next time, um, or in, in another episode. But uh, what we can say in short is help them bring order to that chaos. Um, ask God to intervene, and pray. Pray. Uh, I think the A in pray stands for action. So go do something <laughs> um, to to bring that heaven to earth, you know. So
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's all I had. Yep. Same here. Awesome, dude. Good, good little episode. We appreciate you all for tuning in. As always, make sure you guys please share the podcast with someone. And uh, you know, we don't care if we lose a couple listeners. Go over and listen to Tim Mackey, cause he's a real, <laughs> real deal. Uh, yeah, And again, make sure you guys follow, um, subscribe if you're over on YouTube, and like the podcast on whatever platform you're on. And we will see you guys in the next episode. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you guys soon.